So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. This is Emily, and I'm here with Andrew and some youth from our congregation. Yep, we're super excited to have them here. Why don't you guys introduce yourself real quick? We'll start with Carly. Okay. I'm Carly. I'm a senior. I actually just graduated Friday. Oh, congrats. Wow, congratulations. Thanks. Wait, so you you graduated on Friday, and then you went to... The, a youth camp out. A youth camp out. Yep. That's bumping. Dedication. All right. All right. Um, I'm Merrick, and I'm also a senior, and I have not graduated yet, but I will shortly. Man, Hopefully. Such we'll an underachiever, Merrick. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wow. as good as Carly, but I think everyone in the room knew that before we came, so it's okay. <laughs> right. Okay, um, I'm Maya. I'm 16, and I'm a junior, but... I'll be a senior in August and I'll graduate in December. So I'm wow. even farther behind. So I'm like <laughs> overachiever though because you're like super graduating early. Yeah, yes. I, I am graduating. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. So what do you like to do for fun? Oh, it kind of depends. In the summer, the beach for sure. That's the like beach. my place. Yep. Well, you grew up a little bit in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, I lived there for like three years. Three years. So it's kind of That's amazing. part of me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about you, Merrick? What do you like to do for fun? Um... I like to play basketball. Um, I don't know. I like to work out. Um, I heard you got some exciting news this week. Oh, yeah. Earlier this week, um, I got my mission call for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to serve for two years proselyting in Juiz de Fora, Brazil, speaking Portuguese, and I'll be leaving in July. So do you get to go to the Brazil MTC, the Missionary Um, Training Center? So that's where in my letter it said I was going to be going, but I got an email about two days ago saying that I'm as of right now I'm going to be doing a home MTC. Okay. So that's subject to change. Any Portuguese currently? I do not. Good. Do you speak Spanish? Un poco. Un poco. (laughs) I was actually speaking to my my Spanish tutors from Costa Rica, and we were talking about this, um, this. Easter week tradition they have apparently in Costa Rica and in other places in Latin America where they take a a mannequin and they dress him up and they call him Judas and then they burn him. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I think they hang him and then they burn him. Oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, oh wow. And I looked it up and the um, the first video or the first picture I saw was in was it Juiz de Fuera? Mm-hmm. It was in Juiz de Fora. So I hope you get to see someone burning an I'm going to be on the lookout for that. And um, <laughs> I'll definitely send pictures if I do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's considered wrong. But I'm going to be oh, getting I, I, I mean, there were pictures on the internet. so I'm going to be okay. returning with evidence. So <laughs> yeah. I'll probably yeah. participate. And the crazy part was I was like, where did this come from? And so I looked up in some other countries. And in the Czech Republic, I believe, they not only burn the effigy of Judas, they drown him. No, they do some crazy stuff over there. Yeah. My cousin served his mission there. In the, in the Czech in Republic? The Czech, yeah, he actually lived with us for a couple months about a year and a, two years ago. Did but, he come back all twitchy? No, huh? No. Good. <laughs> no. 
He's not drowning and burning I, I feel like stuff in people. Some of the so. um, about like half the missionaries, not half, a lot of the missionaries I knew from before my mission that served in Eastern Europe kind of came back like really excited and like they loved life and they were like, I love Russia, or I love the Czech Republic or Bulgaria, and the other half came back and they were like super sullen. And then I told them I was excited to go to Russia and they're like, like deadpan looked me in the face and said, Why would you be excited to go there? Like, jeez. <laughs> so, I mean, like, long day, like, long winters, I guess. I don't know. Some well, people, I'm super, some super excited to go to Brazil. Yeah, so. that's super awesome. Yeah, we're excited for you. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Cool. All right, are you going to work on your Portuguese before you go to the MPC, or are you just going to be, like, rolling into it? Uh, We'll see. If I have time, like, I'll definitely try to, you know, start stuff and go on a little bit, but we'll see. Sweet. Awesome. What about you, Maya? What do you like to do? Um, I run track and cross country. So. She's super fast, you guys. She's so um, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. Really. No, you're really fast. Um, so I do a lot of that. In the fall, I run cross country. So that's a lot of miles. And so I spend a lot of time doing that. And then in the spring, I run track. So a lot of track workouts. That's lots of, of running. That's cool. Lots of running. Yeah, that's awesome. super sweet. Well, we are super glad that you guys are here. We've Thank had, you for coming on. We've had one episode with some high schoolers before and it was really good it was really it was a definite different vibe um i think we got a ton of listens and most of them are probably from their parents that just listened to it over and over and over again <laughs> but we're really glad to have you guys here yeah we'll I'm have excited. to we'll have to for Jinx. whoever's listening we'll link that other episode in the show notes so you can check that out it was about like what teens think they're or what what parents are doing wrong and what the teens would like oh, to see. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm not calling out. I'm not it doing that. Like, it wasn't just that. It wasn't just that. We weren't parent like, bashing. We no. said like what what do you wish your parents could know about yeah. like how yeah. you perceive what they're doing. Or, a lot less that you hate about like, and yeah. then we talked about like what are the best things your parents are doing? What are the things you wish you were better at telling your parents? Right. So it wasn't just parent bashing. It wasn't bashing. parent bashing. <laughs> just yeah, want to clarify to all the parents out there. All right. Mom, yeah. Dad, I'm not going to say anything bad about you, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, today's topic is a little bit different. Um, we are, I mean, more than a year from the time that COVID all started. I think so, it started exactly nine and a half years ago, by my reckoning. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we want to talk to... Yeah. We want to talk to you guys a little bit about how that has affected your high school experiences and and your spiritual experiences. And your spiritual experiences as teens. So. Okay, so should we just dive into our our topic with our first question? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. All right. So, first, um let's just when we ask a question, either answer right away or if it's a little bit quiet, we'll just go this way. Is that okay? Cool. Okay. Okay. Well, we already said that one. Okay. Well, first, how has COVID affected your high school experience? Um, mine hasn't really been too affected because I did online school before. So I mean, going to the school for activities and stuff that I did with my friends before. I mean, that's been a little bit affected. But mm -hmm. other than that, it's kind of been more so everyone coming to what I was doing rather than me mm -mm. making a change. So how are you doing your online high school? Was it like through? The district or were you doing like what was your online experience like 
Yeah, before. it was independent stuff, so I did, like, a curriculum that my mom had picked out for us. Oh, okay. So I didn't do, like, public school online Like a homeschool thing. Yeah, okay. so I had more of, like, a flexible schedule than public school online. But then you went to, like, high school activities and stuff? Yeah, with my friends, I'd usually go, okay. like, to homecoming or football Fun. games, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's sweet. Merrick? Um, for me, it really... I would say it was different because there was, like, a lot less... So, like, after this, I didn't go to school anymore. I had to do online school. But the trick was you couldn't get worse than the grade you previously had. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't do a whole lot of schoolwork either at that point because you couldn't give me a less than an A. So, like, the teachers <coughs> weren't allowed to assign you a grade less than what you mm-hmm. had? Whatever you made the last quarter. Whatever you made, you made in the third nine weeks wow. and the fourth Did nine you do weeks better? on... I can yeah. get more than an A, so... <laughs> yeah, but if you have A's... Yeah, but, yeah, so if you had a bad grade, it was worth it to better. do the school and finish better and try to get a better mm. grade, but... But if you already had an A... Then so, like, I had straight A's. Though I had to do one class that was through a, through Southeastern, the college, and that was going to go on my college transcript, so I had to do that one. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I didn't yeah. do school at all. Was that just the, the one and semester? or how That was just one nine weeks, so the la- the fourth quarter of the year. Okay. So that, that was, was the different. End of, the end of last... The end of my junior year, yeah. So that was different, and then... So what's it like now? Like, right now, honestly, well, we started the year going every other day. So they split the school in half, basically had an A-day, B-day. Mm-hmm. And that was different. That was kind of different because it's harder to learn whenever the teachers just set up a camera in the class and you have to watch it. You, it's harder to, like, figure out what's going on and stuff. But I don't know. It was different, but now we go every day, and it's a lot better, I think, in terms of like learning so that's been a lot better for people like whenever you're actually trying to learn the stuff and you're not trying to fall behind and so I'm and for that aspect I'm glad that it's back every day but in terms of my own selfish lazy reasons maybe I wish it was back to (laughs) online school but yeah Yeah. and if I remember right um that really sucked for seniors who graduated last year because like Austin was like that right because he Austin is Maya's brother. Yeah. Um, he, if I if I remember right, he, he had straight A's and he was a senior, and so he it was like super hard for him to pay any kind of attention. Yeah, so he, he kind of just like he was the same as you. He and I literally would when people were doing school, we would go to his dad's gym and we would like play just, basketball. We play basketball, work out. We would sit. We would go there for two, three hours a day, mm-hmm. and not do school. Or we would go fishing. Or like <laughs> that would be so hard. It it was, was like senioritis, right? But then well, you for him, for that him, he was done. That was it. Yeah. Like once that came out, and he couldn't get worse than the great. That was. De- I mean, he got on his computer <laughs> once, once every a week, two weeks, mm-hmm. once every once a week. Just like, like log in. Like. Was he like bummed? Do you know about like missing no. like prom or Not graduation? No, that's yeah. the thing about so for me too. But since we're talking about Austin, yeah, we're like we've never and just for people who don't understand, we're like that's we're best friends, and uh, we like we've never gone to parties. We didn't go to school functions. When we went to homecoming, we showed up just because. Austin was in the homecoming court mm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and we were there for 15 minutes, and then we left together, and we went to, like, we've never done the school functions or he never been, like, so for me, so missing really out, miss out. Yeah. I didn't have a ring night. I wasn't going to go if they had it. So, like, stuff like that <laughs> just didn't make a difference okay. to me. Okay. And so, you know. Interesting. Um, I think for my high school experience, I was kind of, I was still a sophomore whenever it all happened, and then into junior year, I guess, but... I kind of loved it. Like, I liked 
school. Me I, too. It was like an improvement on life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think so much of my focus would go into school, which is how it should be, obviously. But I was like, I've kind of always taken like the AP classes or like honors classes. And so it's always a lot, which is like what I signed up for. But it was nice because it like, like we were home and I didn't have to like focus as hard on it, even though I probably should have been. But like, I couldn't get worse than what I had. And then whenever we switched to the hybrid schedule with the every other day, I, it felt like I could still do things that were not just school. Like I was home. It definitely was not like a fantastic learning environment, but it was fun because it was just like more laid back. Yeah. I had more time to do things. That it was, was a lot faster. Best. Like, so instead of like going as a class through the assignments all together, you know, Fair you would get a, you would get an assignment in the morning, you know, and you'd have, you could do it on your own time. You didn't have to wait for the whole class to move on. You could go at your own pace. So like public school, it, you have to, the teacher's got to balance, you know, your slowest kid and your fastest kid and yeah. kind of meet in the middle somewhere. Well, when you're doing all these assignments by yourself, it might have taken, you know, if it's something that might have taken me only 25, 30 minutes to do for a day, somebody else might have needed the whole an hour and a half. Yeah. So for me, school, like the assignment, like it was so much shorter And I had when I did it at home and mm -hmm. stuff. An office worker block and it lined right up with lunch in the middle of my day. I had like a two and a half hour break. It was yep. so nice. Like, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of makes like more sense from an educational standpoint, especially if you're looking at high school as a preparation for college. Yeah, it felt more like real life. Like, like it, yeah, because like, in college... You, that's how it is Like, I had a couple classes. You had to learn time management and stuff like that, too. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, as much as I would like to turn this into a hour-long critique of the public education system, <laughs> um, it also kind of, like, messed up sports for... I don't know about you, oh, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk about, like, how it messed up your sports. So for me, we had just finished basketball my junior year, so it really didn't affect it that year, but over the summer, we couldn't do anything, and they had crazy rules, like starting at the end of June, they started letting us get back in the gym together, but you had to bring your own water. We weren't even allowed to use basketballs for the first two weeks, because apparently what? that could pass corona. Like, like transfer? I'm going to, like, some of these rules... To you and I, I don't know who <laughs> thought they made sense. Like, you could so you, you could practice together. With no basketballs <laughs> for the first two weeks. Yeah, Did you like and then ball? it was like all you could do <laughs> like, is swish every freaking time. <laughs> I never miss. I didn't miss for two so weeks. Good. That's what people don't understand. I didn't miss for two weeks. <laughs> I made every shot yeah. I took. Um, go ahead. I was just gonna say, but for a while too, there was also a lot of doubt that we weren't gonna get to play this year. Mm -hmm. But uh, we were super fortunate, and we got to play almost a full season despite two quarantines and do the whole playoffs and everything. So awesome. it ended up working out, but it was definitely a rocky road, and it was way different than years past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this stuff definitely messed up my season. I think after my freshman year of track, I decided that I was going to get like pretty serious about running and like start putting in a little bit more time and effort into it because I wanted to be better. And so the... We ended my sophomore cross-country season, and then we had, like, a two-month break until track started. So I started training and, like, trying to get into track shape and, like, get faster. So we started our season. My times were, like, right where I needed them to be. And, like, we had a month of practice. And then our first track meet, or our second track meet, because I missed the first one, we went to the lockers to change to get on the bus to go. And as we were getting on the bus, they got a call, and they were like, oh, meet's canceled. And then school got canceled, like, two minutes after. And so we all got sent back to class, and then that was the end of our season. So... That was, that oh my gosh. that was, honestly, like, it was fun to not have to go to school anymore and get a little break, but that was probably the hardest part, because I, like, trained so hard and was in such good shape, and mm -hmm. 
didn't have a season. And then leading into cross country, I think, was also kind of hard because we normally had like a bunch of races and it got cut down to like six or seven races for the whole season. So mm. less opportunity to improve and show out. But we yeah. still had a season, which was... It's nice. probably harder too to like train on your own and oh, like mm-hmm. run on your Way own hard. instead of like as a team or yeah we didn't have much of that mm-hmm. anyways but we could, it was just so so many rules and restrictions like mm-hmm. yeah and for us we played mm-hmm. a few games without a coach and stuff like just without a coach yeah our coaches got quarantined for a while if during one of our games and we didn't we just had. I don't remember. And I feel like the whole season, you're like... It's interesting. And you're on pins and any that you could be shut down. And then when it came to the playoffs, like, like, if you get coronavirus and you have... Your team has to quarantine for two weeks, well, the playoffs, you're done. You're mm -hmm. you're just done. I feel like you're anxious the whole season because, like, leading up to, like, our qualifying cross-country meet, we started having people be quarantined on the team. And it's, like, all day, every day, like, oh, my gosh, like, they could call me to the office right now and shut me down for two weeks. And then, like, you can't, like... Go to a cross country. There's nothing you can do about team. it. Like, it's totally out of your control. Like you could do everything right. You can wear your mask. You can stay away from people. But if one person comes in contact, then yeah, that's so, oh my gosh, it's definitely stressful. Like, yeah, you just never needles. knew when it was gonna. So, um, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, our youth in high school attend seminary, and if they're outside of areas that have a, a high uh, percentage of, of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, uh, we go to early morning seminary. So, was your early morning seminary schedule affected by this? Yes, oh, it, was. it was because they <laughs> the both girls, took their the heads. The girls were both like, "No, oh, yes, Carly, yes, yes, Carly, yes. Carly didn't live here. Yes, she the seminary teacher is Maya's mom. <laughs> <laughs> we had to do we had to do assignments. <laughs> we had to go to the assignment. Yeah, you don't remember that? Oh, yeah, real quick, pause. We probably should have explained like everyone's relationship to each other. We just like said names and whatnot. It's fine. Friend? Okay, never mind. We well, don't you care. Can if you we want. don't care about your relationship. Just do Go it. Go on. Keep going. Just do it. Now you said it. Now everyone's okay. curious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maya and Merrick are cousins. That's right. And Merrick and Carly are dating. That's right. Bam. Boom. Keep going. Seminary. Okay, you got this one. I also don't remember. So. <laughs> oh. Well, whenever that, whenever they shut school down, they we had to go through like online or not online assignments because there's an online option for seminary and we didn't do that but it was like through the book we went like through the manual and you had we answered the questions from the in-person manual Mm -hmm. and then once a week on fridays or no it was saturdays no it was fridays so you had to send them into the teacher but fridays we had a weekly zoom call and we would go over all the chapters at like seven in the morning that sucks it was well it was a lot better than waking up for Six o'clock. So I, was, I felt bad for makes sense. for I your mom. She, she, you had sent in all of the. So she wasn't the teacher. This yeah, is her first. We had oh. another guy, brother oh. Buse from the Gonzalez uh, congregation, a different congregation. Well, it sucks to be him. Okay. Yeah. But you would know him. Hard, I was, yeah. They moved to. The reason he's not the seminary teacher anymore is because his family moved to Washington. Yeah. Mm. I was oh, the yeah. biggest mm-hmm. slacker on that ever. <laughs> yeah, me the, too. We would like get together and be honest with America. And we would get together and then we'd get like six lessons at a time. I'm okay with admitting so I was so a slacker at school, it was, school, but it was an optimal spiritual proud. learning it was not environment optimal, for you. No, it was <laughs> Carly, what was your experience like? So before I moved down here, we did the online with the, Okay. Yeah, the little lessons on there. So again, so I was you're just like uber prepped. Yeah, like... I was already there before. <laughs> Nothing changed for them. Yeah, no, crazy. 
Oh, and then, sorry, little Adam. Good, um, good. Whenever we did the high work schedule, we still had to get up and go. Yeah, so like, if that's you were a good going point. To school, you still went to so there were, so awesome. when we started the school year, it was the every other day. So like, I would go to school on a Monday we were and days. Wednesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. And no, but. Did you play basketball? Yeah, but my brother was on the other day though, so I still had to bring him. So to he school. would bring him. He would no. Wake he up. ended up getting changed. It was Annabelle, yeah. and then some other kids from the seminary class who were on the opposite track. They were on the B mm-hmm. day, so like even though up, I wasn't go to going to school, to school, I would still have to go school. to seminary in the mornings, even mm-hmm. though I didn't have to wake up for school or anything. And then I would bring people to school and then go home and do <laughs> and school. Do school. So it was kind of, yeah. I would wake up. My bus service was in full effect. (laughs) I'd wake up, pick people up, go to seminary, Mm -hmm. take people to school, and then go home and do school, and then go pick Jack up after school. And so we talked talked a little bit about spiritual stuff and maybe like sports. Was there anything else that you felt like you were missing out on? Because like your experience has been different. Um, I think the hardest part for me was school was like kind of my social hour. Like I really like being around people and. That was kind of like my time to see all people that I hung out with. And so whenever we went in quarantine and I didn't see anybody for two months outside of like if we did like a drive by birthday party or like mm-hmm. FaceTiming, that was really hard for a while. That's like so especially, not the same though. Yeah. Especially yeah. towards the end, I was having a really hard time with it. But Yeah, mine is much more of a social butterfly. I think it's been hard as a senior to think that the world is going to open up to you when you graduate and then look at all these options like colleges aren't doing in-person school it's online or trade schools aren't doing in-person stuff like Mm. it's completely different than what you would think you were getting into or like for me looking at not being able to serve my mission or something like that like what if it got really bad they wouldn't be sending out missionaries or anything and I was like is that something I'm gonna be able to do or so that was kind of different too like the Mm -hmm. not knowing part of that yeah, I yeah. think that's that's been kind of like a hard one for me too. It's like there's this big unknown and like what's the world going to yeah. be like and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, the, it's just yeah. like in a year from now, we don't know like what the situation is yeah. going to be and that's like like our actual lives will start then yeah. but we just still don't like aren't sure yeah, about what the situation is going to be. Yeah, because a year ago no one expected this. So. Yeah, and then no one expected that it would be going still for a going, year yeah. and, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine it lasting too much longer Another but year. I also can't imagine it changing because it's like been this way for so long. Yeah. Uh, so Maya, you talked about um, missing like the social interaction of school. Like, what have you done to counteract that? Um, or it's not counteract it, but make up. For no, it. yeah. This is kind of funny because I think before I like just love being around so many people, but then it all happened at such a weird time, and like I kind of started doing different things as my friends were doing, and so like I still like love talking to people and being around people and hanging out with people, but I think it has like showed me the type of people that I'm going to associate with are, like, not that, like, my other friends were, like, bad because I was with a, surrounded with a bunch of good people, but I think it's just helped me strengthen relationships, and so now the people that I hang out with, I, like, cherish those relationships mm-hmm. or, like, the time mm-hmm. that we're together or even more because, like, I remember what it was like for two months to not see anybody or, like, right. not have any of that interaction. Well, and it kind of provided a unique situation because before you were around a bunch of people all the time, uh, kind of by this based off the circumstances that you're in but during this pandemic a lot of that's changed and at least during the this period where you were kind of isolated and the people that you were around were the people that you had to 
consciously choose to be around yeah, and go out of your way. Yeah. And so with that, you get more intentional relationships all around. So Much you might, more. you might get fewer relationships or your relationships might say the same, but they all become deeper and more intentional. Well, it's, if you want to be close to somebody or friends with somebody, you've recognized that you have to make an effort now. Like mm-hmm. it's, you just, it's not like, Oh, we see each other at school. So we're friends. Like you had to make efforts to have relationships with, have relationships with people. Yeah. So, Yeah. Has the either okay? How do I say this? So like, how has your spirituality been affected by this? Do you feel like you've grown spiritually during this COVID time or pandemic time? Either just because it was like during this time or because of the pandemic? Do you feel like your spiritual um, self has grown? I think for me, yeah, because it forced. I think doing like a church service at home was a big deal because like when you're not going to church and you're not getting that or you're not going to seminary or like you have to find other ways to supplement your spiritual growth and your learning mm-hmm. every day and I think to be honest like for a lot of people our age at that time it was kind of a sink or swim moment like are you going is this something that you're going to be able to do by yourself because it's not being handed, it's not something that you're getting kind of, yeah, it, you got to do it for yourself now. Mm. And I think for me, I, I hope I tried at least to swim, so to speak. But mm-hmm. I think that that was a, that's been a big deal that helped a lot of people see where their testimony is really at. But for me personally, I think I was able to grow some and develop better habits and what specifically made you realize that point though right like what what made you realize oh i have to make it make this choice like it's too hard usually when when you kind of come to that realization it's because something's happened or you're realizing there's a lack of the spirit or something well to be honest it was like a couple weeks after we had stopped church and it was still taking a few weeks to kind of figure out okay we're we're definitely it's not not just we're not going to be at church for two or three weeks it's okay we need to start doing church at home and having lessons and and we did a family home evening, which on a Monday night, just a family night to, you know, talk about some gospel stuff. And uh, one night, one of my parents asked, all right, so who's ready to come follow me this week? I hadn't, I hadn't looked at the come follow me readings or scriptures at all because I was so used to getting that from church. I was like, mm-hmm. I need to, that was like, well, okay, I need to start looking at that so that I'm prepared to talk about it with my family now elsewhere because I'm not going to get it at church, so... Mm-hmm. I need to make sure I find time mm-hmm. elsewhere to make sure that I'm going with, I'm going through those scriptures and learning what I need to be learning. Yeah. Well, I think kind of what you're saying during that time, it was like the first few weeks when we didn't have it all figured out, I could like feel like the absence of like that, those spiritual moments and like learning in my life. And so I think during that time... Before I move on real quick, um, for a lot of our listeners maybe are struggling recognizing the spirit can you explain exactly what you mean when you say you felt like the absence of those spiritual experiences or the the spirit in your life explain what that looks like yeah um i think i that's a good question i think like i would it would be much easier to like choose to listen to not necessarily church music like music about that other than i mean as opposed to like normal music and so like if I was like really into the spirit it would be much easier to just be like no it's okay like you can listen to this more spiritual music but whenever I like wasn't having that constant like 
I don't even know how to work. It's like it. just feeling a disconnect. Yeah, like feeling disconnected. Like it would. It's so much easier to get lazy and be like, no, like I, I just feel like watching this or I just oh, feel like doing the house spirit. Then you're like, like oh, it's okay, I can just go to sleep. Yeah. Like, you want to do that. Mm-hmm. You're not even thinking. It's an option. Yeah, I, I love that you said disconnect. I love this idea that we're talking about of like when you find yourself when it's easier for you to make good choices. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's when like, that's one way you can tell that the spirit's active in your right. life. So. If you wanted a relationship with the Savior, you had to choose it. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of what we were talking about with friends, you had to be much more intentional. Like, if you wanted to be close to him, you had to, like, choose. To, no, I'm going to make sure that I see my prayers tonight. Or, no, I'm going to make sure that, like, I make time. Yeah, I think being time. so isolated, you're not doing it because, oh, it's a fun activity at church. Or, oh, my friends are there. It's solely because you mm-hmm. want to do it. I love that. And I think that, like, what you guys are explaining, and I love how Merrick said sink or swim. Like, I think so many members of the church and also other people of Christian faiths like we are kind of all feeling that I think in every generation we're like well wait where am I at like can I do this alone um like can I can I do this with my family and I think especially um young families like our age we've seen a lot that it's almost that sink or swim feeling um so yeah it's interesting that it's yeah well especially for us with little kids because you know, we don't have any other people in the, our household who can talk back to us in like long sentences. Um, <laughs> and so like when we were, like when we were doing at home church, it was like the two of us. It was like three minutes. Yeah. It was like real quick with the kids. And then we're like, here's a Jesus movie. And Emily and I like went over the Come Jesus Follow Me movie. lesson. Yeah. Um, here's a Jesus movie. <laughs> That's what we call like church themed videos. Yeah. yeah. Watch a Jesus movie. Yeah. Here. Eight new Book of Mormon videos. Yeah, there you go. Like, there you go. There you go. Oh, but I, I love this idea. I want to get kind of dive into it a little bit more. So this idea of uh, recognizing that you're in a sink or swim moment. Um, Carly, did you have any kind of experience like this where you realize, okay, like, no, now I need to really step it up or I'm, I'm recognizing that disconnect that you were talking about? Yeah, I think so. We haven't, I've always been a member of the church so when I was like nine, I think it was, my parents brought it to my siblings and I, and it was, they were ready. They wanted to get baptized. They knew everything they needed to know. And then my oldest sister, she kind of was ready too. And so I was like, well, maybe I need to like learn about this. And so that was kind of my sink or swim moment where I was like, all right, maybe I need to actually take this seriously and learn about it and gain my own testimony of it. That's so I was really at cool. nine. Mine was older than nine. Mine yeah, older than nine. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, was that coming from that perspective where you weren't a member of the church and you didn't have the gift of the Holy Ghost and then you learned about it and you joined the church, um, at an age where you were kind of remembered what it was like before, does that make it easier for you to recognize the spirit? Oh, for sure. Cause I can definitely remember living without the constant companionship of the spirit. So now having it, it's a lot easier to recognize when I do feel the Spirit. That's awesome. Can you maybe explain just a little bit more of how the Spirit speaks to you? Again, we have a lot of listeners that are maybe struggling with this that once knew and have forgotten or they're just trying to figure it out for the first time. Yeah, um, I don't know. That's a hard question because sometimes there's no way of like explaining how you feel. But right. mm-hmm. I think it just, the feeling of like, I know this is right, like just that little warm, you know, confirmation that, mm-hmm. you know. You're doing the right thing. I think that's kind of how it speaks to me. 
Okay, sorry, this is kind of interrupting, but I heard one time, and this has been like pretty huge for me, that it was pretty recent, like whenever I was looking at school stuff for college and all that kind of stuff, that if you're not sure what to do and you feel like you're not hearing the spirit or feeling the spirit strongly, you make a choice and start to go with that choice. And then if you're wrong, you'll be stopped and Mm -hmm. like, you'll know it's not right. So just like quick example, I was looking at graduating early and like going out to school early and all that. And I like, I was praying for answers, but I like wasn't feeling like it wasn't like, oh yes, you have to do this. Like solid answers. Mm -hmm. And so I started to like look at it more and like even more people and look at more pricing stuff. And it just started to like kind of make sense and like fall into place and nothing was like, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. And so I think kind of what Carla was saying, but kind of a new thing. If it's, if you're doing something and it feels right and it's good, then that's probably spirit. It doesn't have to be like a major. Yeah. So we have this idea of, of, um, of connection, right? And then we have this idea of filling the spirit through just a knowing. And then we also have the idea that Maya just shared of filling the spirit through like uh, acting on faith. Yeah, through right. acting and then having feeling like things are just coming together. Yeah. Right? Like if you've ever done like a brain teaser game or whatnot or anything like that that is like you're having a hard time putting it together and then you just make one little move and then it all just like slides into place. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. And I think that that's speaks to a lot of my exposure to the spirit is that it's a lot of that. Like it's like, Oh, not, not quite clicking. Well, and then all so of a many ideas. And then all of a sudden it like starts to like, my parents always told us too, that any good thought or impression is from Holy father or the spirit. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's another, um, president Ballard came to president Ballard is a, a member of the quorum of the 12 apostles from the church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints. Uh, he came down here for, I can't remember if it was for a state conference, some, some conference of the church, and he had an opportunity to speak, or my mother had an opportunity to speak with him, um, as opposed to him having an opportunity to speak with my mother. I guess technically <laughs> he had the chance to speak with my mother. Uh, and he and my mother both share a common ancestor from um, like the early days of the church. And he told, or she told him that in line, and I mean, like they'd have like a line to shake hands and say hi and whatnot. And so she told him that, and then for the next like 10 or 15 minutes, he would like get out of line and go back to her and say like, are you being a good girl? Um, kind of asking that thing, like, are you making the right choices? Like, are you just trying to do good things? Cause if you're trying to do good things, you're rarely going to be doing the wrong thing, right? Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. There are some cases where the Lord wants you to do a specific good thing, but for the most part, he just wants you to be good. And so if you're doing good things, he's going to be happy with you. Right. And then I think once you get that down, there is some, growth the room for growth where the lord wants to give you specific tasks um and that requires being even more in tune with the spirit but if you're in doubt like my said just do good things yeah do you feel i mean this is kind of back to the pandemic questions but do you feel like you have matured since the pandemic started no, I haven't. I've, I've, I've regressed. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of a silly question. Because <laughs> I, guess, I guess you wouldn't, like, admit to it if you didn't. But for me, <laughs> I'm actually super mature now. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm not going to, you know, lie. I'm pretty impressive. Mentally, I'm nine. So. <laughs> um, okay, but I was about, eight, so. Let me, <laughs> let me ask you this then. Do you feel like the general vibe of, like, people in your age groups? Oh, yeah, that's a good Like, question. do you feel like they, like, looking at them 
Do you feel like they have matured or immatured? Do you think that they are being victims of the pandemic or using it to strengthen them? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people use it as an excuse and excuse, a way to yeah, okay. get out of things and make things okay because of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, I've definitely seen people be a victim of it, mm-hmm. for okay. sure. I think this has just shown, like, helped me to see, okay, who are people who are more just, it doesn't matter, it's just another trial, I'm going to keep working for what I'm trying to accomplish, or who's one of those people that's going to use it as an excuse, it's just separating you know, maybe the go-getters from the people who need stuff more handed to them or a reason to maybe explain the why they couldn't. The tears. Yeah. <laughs> There's a story about that somewhere. <laughs> um, I think I agree with what they were both saying. For a lot of people, it's been like an easy out for mm-hmm. a lot of things. But I also think that it. a lot of people have been struck by it. Not even necessarily just in spiritual ways, but like mm-hmm. with the juniors, their like whole year's been canceled. There's no homecoming, no prom, none of that. And they're just figuring it out. And like, I feel like our age is pretty resilient, but that's definitely not to say that there's not no. been. Yeah, I think a lot of people have been forced to grow up and then some people have just let it. Really yeah. mm-hmm. So uh, kind of a second level of this question, uh, looking at this spiritually, uh, looking at your your friends who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and who are outside of the church, how do you feel... Um, the people that you are friends with or not even just people you're friends with but the the youth your age have reacted spiritually to this because we kind of talked about you individually but how as a generation have you guys done spiritually do you think i've watched multiple of my friends fall away and still now not go to church and mm-hmm. just let it like i said kind of ruin things for them mm-hmm I mean, it's the sink or swim, like I said earlier. Like, if you're, that's when you've had to find out, are you going to keep this up for yourself? How much does it mean to you? Do you recognize maybe whose hand might have been a little bit behind this? Are you getting the messages and learning the lessons that we need to be learning from this? Or are Mm -hmm. you saying, because of this, I'm not learning what I need to, and oh, I'm going to stop doing these things? And that's, I think, what there's mm-hmm. pl- there's examples of every of all types of things obviously yeah. but right and you get some people who that s- one, swim that, that those sink. ones stick out a lot too whenever you see people who don't get what they need to be getting out of this experience yeah what about your friends who are outside of the church do you feel oh, like it's, like they're about the, like they're the same you feel like they've it's been harder on them morally or they've done better Mike you said you're about to say um, something yeah I think I was just gonna say something about like people that are not members of the same faith. I think it's, I'm not sure, I think it kind of forces people to like see what their priorities are and something like spiritual related things and like a relationship, not necessarily a relationship, but a position in any church or any religion is going to be something that they want in their life because whenever like you couldn't go or be in person and it wasn't like your parents would be like, come on, like we have to go to church, it's Sunday. So I think... People of all faiths and religions have, like, had to decide if it's going to be something that is going to be in their life, or if mm-hmm. it was just something that they did because their parents made them, or it was like fun to see their friends at church, or. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. So I think that goes for, like, members of our church and members of. Any other churches. Other churches yeah. or members, people who aren't members of any church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Um, how do you see that parents and leaders are helping? your generation in that spiritual um 
strengthening your struggle, I guess, um, through the pandemic? How have they helped you out and what, what would you like to see a little bit different? Um, I've definitely watched most of my leaders be more aware of situations and just certain people and help them in what they're needing specifically because I think you can see that a lot more whenever something this mm-hmm. big is going on. So I think it's helped them know how to help us. Carly's being really nice because mm-hmm. Emily is one of uh, one of the young women's leaders. I mean, <laughs> awesome. They are perfect. They're doing nothing. Um, <laughs> She's never done anything Ignore wrong. Me. Literally the best. No. So how, how have they been more aware? I mean, they've done stuff to target girls who are, I mean, alone or just not as connected as everyone else. Like, the mm-hmm. camp out we did this mm-hmm. weekend was to bring everybody together because no one's been together. So yeah. I think they're just doing stuff to target more of a, like, a group effort and bring them back in. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Um, I think that um, it's interesting because it's such a big thing like the pandemic is obviously global and like affecting everybody but I think it's kind of what we've been talking about the whole time it's affected each person like on such a personal level and like individual level and leaders and adults and just people and like adult figures in any kid's life have been really good about and I think it's important to continue to be good about like recognizing how big of a change it's been and like it's such a crucial part of a kid's life or like a teenager's life it's they're trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what life after high school is going to look like and like things that they were so excited about like dances or okay well we're not married but like other people <laughs> are so excited no, about normal. I wouldn't have gone to those if they had them anyway but they're so excited about although that might not seem big to them I think it's important that they're like validating that yeah that like does suck to not be able to do any of that and mm-hmm. it's okay to not be like well it's fine like don't be sad about it it's fine mm-hmm. like everybody's having a hard time so I think leaders have been good about recognizing that it's been hard and like, a lot of the changes and stuff were not, like... Right, and I think teenagers just, deal with such mental health stuff. Like, I have so many friends who have different issues like that, and so I think that's also been a big thing that I've watched leaders help out a ton with. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that, like, yeah. it probably doesn't... It might not seem... The things that we're upset it's about not might not visible, seem big yeah. or, like, super visible or, like, that big of a deal to an adult, but for it's us, that's, like, our life to it right now. So. Right, because, like, the regardless of the scale of the trial or the thing that you're going through, like the emotional response is the same, right? And it right. seems big to us. Yeah. So I think leaders like recognizing that it's like hard to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super helpful. Yeah. How um, can, Oh, sorry. So I just want to ask yeah, real go quick. Ahead. Um, and we want to help maybe the young women leaders out there who are really trying to be better, but don't know how, right? So and not just young women, but young men leaders, the people who are helping youth, uh, including parents, what can, what would you like to see leaders do better or do differently? And doing this knowing that you love your leaders deeply. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we said in the beginning, not bashing, but. Right, not bashing, but like really to help them. Like Elder Bednar. Some of us are clueless, honestly. We're like, <laughs> I don't know how to help. <laughs> uh, Elder Bednar, who is a uh, an apostle from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he taught us something in in the mission field that was really interesting he said that if you um if you withhold criticism or if you withhold needed criticism uh out of like a desire to not offend their feelings it's not because you love them it's because you love how they think about you and so you love yourself so don't love yourself i mean like love yourself but like not in that way right that idea is so like like 
scary to me. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so give us your needed. Right, telling someone something that they're not doing right. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So give us your your feedback. What can be done better? Let's start with Merrick because he hasn't said anything in a while. Um, I think just showing an interest in the kids that you're working with because, and I know this is a lot for like people in my like young men that I am associated with the church and whatnot. A lot of them don't have like like traditional families. Like we don't have a whole lot of young men with a traditional father role or, you know, for whatever reason, it's not the picture perfect family that you would imagine. And I think like for the leaders to be able to take an interest in them and give them advice that maybe they won't receive in the same way at home, that I think it helps draw them back and helps them to grow up mm-hmm. and become men. And are there, like are that. there specific areas that you think uh, advice should be given more frequently or you're seeing like, man, they really benefit from this advice, but it's not being given. Um, I mean, just how to be responsible and how to like work with other people and, you know, how to take things, take responsibility. And, you know, if you want something or there's something that you think you should be done, should be done, like just help young men to understand that, help them learn how to go and accomplish goals, like goal setting. And I think that's a big deal because learning to do things for yourself is something that I think if we help young men do, we'll, I don't know, we'll just, they'll be able, they'll be more ready, more ambitious and just look for better things than they had before. They'll mm-hmm. be, they'll want and be able to go and accomplish more later in life mm-hmm. and so be take, better fathers and so like you want you want leaders to take a more active role in the lives of yeah other young men like take more specific interest and mm-hmm. give be willing to give advice that isn't directly church related That's, it doesn't have to be you know just reading them scriptures or you know although reading them scriptures are good things <laughs> too. absolutely i'm not but taking yeah. away from that yeah. at all but you know teaching them you know how to maybe t- manage their time or how to treat women or, you know, stuff like that. How like, to be an adult. How to, looks like, how I mean, to, that's what it sounds like to me. It's like how to yeah, be a man, just, how to be an adult. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like just that. how to grow up. Cause, and that's maybe just particular for me because so, so many of the guys that are at, with me at church don't have particularly father figures at home. And so they're maybe not getting as much as that, as great mm-hmm. as their mothers are. Sometimes I think if leaders at church can help supplement that, it'll help them so much. And, you know, just make them, and I think it's just a family thing. You know, if you can make them feel like family and, you know, treat them that way, if they feel comfortable around you, then that makes a world of difference. Yeah, I think so much, so frequently, especially in, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we, we have such a huge doctrinally based emphasis on the importance of the family and the divine roles of fathers and of mothers and of the the fact that the primary place for doctrinal and spiritual education is the home and church is supplementary. Um, we have that kind of ingrained in us so deeply that maybe in situations where we have youth who are under or in our care or who are around us or 
um, in whatever capacity that don't come from those backgrounds, we are hesitant to maybe step in and, and try and fill that, that void as much as appropriate. That's something to think about. That's interesting. I'm really glad we had you on so we could have that perspective. Mm. So thanks, Mary. All right, girls. Anything else on that one, on that note? Um, anything you'd like to see done better? Not, you don't have to, like, throw anybody under the bus or anything. Yeah, it's like tricky because my actually, dad is my church leader. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, he I promised like, not to say anything bad about you, Seth. Did you hear that? Yeah. I feel like my women's leaders already do this, but for people who don't, just being, mm-hmm. like he kind of said, more active, not just on a Sunday and Wednesday, just in their everyday lives, because I think so many girls, and just youth in general, struggle so much that having an adult who cares about them makes a huge difference. That is literally pretty much exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say it's so important for them to just know that form more of a relationship. And I've had like a leader text me in the middle of the week and just be like, oh my gosh, how are you doing? Like, I've been thinking about you. And it doesn't have to be weird. Not like, not like forced or like awkward or like trying to like be their best friend or whatever. But just Mm -hmm. like, it's important that they know that there's a leader who's like consistently thinking about them and not just like a that's like an assignment, like how often they come to church. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. Genuine yeah. interest and care. Yeah. yeah. So how do you, what's your like, your BS detector like? Like how do you tell that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that like, um, that somebody is actually caring? I think that there's like a general message that gets sent out that you're like, yeah, that was sent to everybody and yeah. like whatever. But like, okay, this got copy and pasted I to 15 when, people. You know, uh, when you have a doctor's appointment and your young woman's leader texts you and asks you how it went, then you know that she actually cares because that's something that you talk to her about and she's asking you about it. Or mm-hmm. I think a big indicator of this is like how much time they're devoting. Like if it's kind of right. what we are saying, like if it's just Sunday and Wednesday then it's and like, like only oh, church well. thing, it's like, okay, well they only care about me if I'm like... Mm-hmm. But like if, church, but if they show up to your basketball game or your wrestling or, yeah. or your dance I recital or something like that. Me and ask if I want to come over and make cookies and just hang out yeah. for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. like just like quality time. Yep. I think that's I'm like so excited to implement these things because I have <laughs> yeah. been a really not great leader. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think well, it's fun to realize that our leaders are not just like, like adults who are like supposed to be in charge of us. Like, it's fun like, to know them as real people. Too. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. I think sometimes like the best advice too can be no advice. Just listen to them. That too. You know, sometimes they just need somebody to just be a sounding board, just to yeah. say yeah. stuff yeah. out loud, and then I, they'll I love, learn everything. I love that they the need multifaceted approach, America. I want you to give me personal, deep <laughs> advice. Make me a man, but don't give me too much advice. Right? I'm not saying it's not a hard job, okay? I'm not saying it's not a difficult job. As a teenager, you want advice, but you also want to be so independent, so it's you like don't a want double-edged sword kind right. of it's a Luckily, job. we have the yeah. spirit who's there to help us. <laughs> yeah. um, you don't always want people to like, tell if you, you tell what them to problem, do. You don't think, okay, well, here's how you can fix it. Like Sometimes you just need to like, talk through. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I really like what, um, what Maya said, that you don't need to act like best friends right like you don't need to come in and like necessarily try and be their best friend force in every situation in their lives, I think. yeah yeah don't like force yourself in their lives take an interest life. and grow a relationship yeah. right it's, it's like, not gonna happen it takes work overnight. it's right. not over a week or it's not oh okay we're gonna go hang out every come over and do something every saturday and we'll be best friends no <laughs> you know sending no. texts or showing say hey how did your such and such go or when is the next one can i come you know it's just, just the genuine interest it builds in your life yeah. Right. yeah this is really interesting for me because i grew up um in a very small congregation and my brothers and I were frequently the only youth 
and so we didn't have youth leaders, right? Like I think we might have, we had some that would kind of come and go, but like we didn't have a regular, like we didn't have regular Wednesday night activities because it was like some, a lot of times it would be just Logan and me. And so we're like, all right, well, this is fun. Um, and so I never, I didn't have the, that experience very frequently of having like leaders pay like attention to me outside of, I don't know, like outside of church because it wasn't really a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's interesting hearing it from this perspective. Yeah. Well, I have just one more question. Cool. Um, okay, so it's kind of two in one. Um, but what are your plans after high school? And I know Merrick already shared, but you can share more if you want. Um, what are your plans after high school? And how have you involved the Lord in those plans? Dun, dun, dun. Well, I'll go first. Okay. Um, so I already mentioned I'm going to be serving a mission in Brazil for two years. And I think that one kind of speaks for itself, how I'm going to implement the Lord. Hopefully yeah. I can implement <laughs> the Lord and the Spirit into the lives of other people. But yeah. And then yeah. after that, I'll be going to school at BYU for four years. Hopefully just awesome. four years. Go Cougs! You know, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, you guys are alma mater. But. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's next for me. And then... I don't know what's after that, but I'm sure I've, yeah. I'll figure it out at some point. So, Do you recognize the uh, the mountainscape on this wall right here? I did. <laughs> this is Y Mountain right here, just like the actual Y Mountain. Yeah. We in our nobody we're, can nobody knows. Yeah, so we're about. in our, our kids' playroom, <laughs> and we have a like a rock wall on our wall, and we like painted the, painted the, the mountain on it with the big Y. The mountainscape, yeah. Yeah. So in Provo, where BYU is, there's a big mountain, and they painted a giant Y on the side of the mountain and uh, and we, we we lived kind of at the base of the mountain and we loved it so much and mm-hmm. so we decided we wanted to make a little piece of our house so we painted it on our wall yep <laughs> okay Carly what about you so I'm planning to go to cosmetology school to learn how to do hair and obviously that's not like the traditional like go to college so I definitely had to include the Lord and perfectly consider that because it mm-hmm. was definitely a leap of faith because that's not an easy thing to do because it's definitely not traditional. So. Is it something that you've always wanted to do? Yeah, I've always had an interest in doing that. So I think it was just like feeling like I shouldn't, but then finally just being like, right. that's what's going to make me happy. So mm-hmm. well, Especially like in, in the church where there's such a huge emphasis on education, right. like to feel like connected enough to the spirit to not do that. to feel okay like deviating from yeah. the norm right and the lord's been very clear that that is very much part of his plan mm-hmm. and actually part of the norm is to follow the spirit and deviate right. from the norm and it's not like you're not getting an education it's just right. a different right. type right. yeah and that's totally fine so what was that process like like to you can to come like... do my hair <laughs> <laughs> i told you i'm gonna keep saying so what was that process like of like coming to terms with that and like kind of wrestling with it and like trusting the Lord to do what he was prompting you to do. I think it was thinking of all these other options that I could be doing and then coming back to that one every time and then making the decision and then praying like I made this decision I hope it's right and then just going forward with it and then never feeling like I shouldn't do it and feeling good about it so Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of how I knew that that's what I should be doing. That's awesome. That's so, so applicable to so many people, not just in your situation, because you'll figure this out as you, you know, move on to new phases of life, but the, this pattern is going to continue, right? Like you get to a, a crossroads and you're like, I don't really know what to do. And so you go through the whole process and you make a decision. And, and you're like, Heavenly Father, just tell me, because if you tell me, I'll do it. Just tell me. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that was hard because I felt like I wasn't getting a yes or no. So yeah. I talked to my mom and she's like, 
just do it and he's gonna stop you if it's the wrong path mm-hmm. for you so yeah. and yeah. I, I think i want to say this just real quick for all the people out there who, who are in that kind of same situation as carly uh, i think that there is there are few ways that the lord could show you that he loves you and trusts you more than doing just that right than like letting you wrestle with it and not telling you what to do because if you think about it like our, our heavenly father is our father so look at your your own parents um if when you're a little little child your parents have to tell you pretty much everything you to or every, everything you need to do they have to tell you exactly what you what you need to do and as you get older your parents give you more autonomy because they trust you and that's the exact same thing with our father in heaven our father in heaven will step in when he needs to or when he feels like I don't know. I, I don't know exactly when he does it or why he does it, but he steps in sometimes and he does it other times. Um, and he doesn't step in frequently when he trusts you and he wants you to grow and he wants you to kind of experience this process of, of wrestling with God. Um, like so many prophets have done throughout scriptures. So I love that. Okay. Um, I love talking about this stuff because it's fairly new and I've changed a lot of my plans recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, my plans right now are to graduate in December, which is very different from what I was originally going to do. I kind of always said, like, that option comes up freshman year is something you can do. And I always was like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not missing high school. I thought I was going to just never want to leave. But then mm-hmm. <laughs> randomly, like, if, like a month or two ago, I was like, what if I graduated, like, six months early? And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. But then it, like, just started to kind of make sense. So I submitted my application to do that. And so I'm, like, officially going to do that. And then I wanted to start school, but that's kind of still up in the air with some scholarship stuff. But I want to go to school at SUU. It's Southern Utah University. It's in Cedar City, Utah. And they have a cross-country team and a track team. So if I can get a couple of times down, I might be able to walk on their team. So I've kind of been in contact with some of their coaches, which is exciting. And I'll go to school there, but I'll go pretty early. Like, I'll still be 17. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like not even seventeen and a half. Like, oh my gosh, like really a new young. seventeen. Yeah, that's crazy. Like seventeen in five months, and I'll be like, yeah. I was own, I was like seventeen when I went to college, but I was seventeen like eight months or nine months. Or yeah, I'm cutting it pretty short. Like, if I just graduated normal, I'd be like barely eighteen when I started school. But I'm gonna start like eight months early. So. Are your parents nervous about you going away so young? Yes. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> <laughs> I first brought up the idea, my mom was like, not a big fan of it, but she's super supportive and so mm-hmm. whenever I started to talk about it more I think she kind of came to terms with it and now it's fun to talk about we talk about it a lot and Yay. she's been fun to plan with so good I'm that's so awesome that's so exciting so those are kind of my plans so how did you involve involve how did you involve the Lord in that process or did you um yeah I, I was kind of talking about that earlier that was a big part of it I was talking to one of my good friends who's at school right now and it, she said like, I start telling her about it, she's like, well, you need to pray about it. And that was, like, the first time, it's probably not that great that I'm admitting this, but that was, like, the first time that I had, like, thought about it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't make these huge decisions without, like, some involvement. At least, br- at least bringing it up to God, Yeah, like, right? I should probably, like, mention it. <laughs> slowly by <laughs> And so I started praying about it, and I think, like, when people say that, we don't always understand that, but, like, just, like, I would just start thinking about it. I was like, no, I, like, so I would kneel down and ask about it and like, kind of like just lay out my plans. And then kind of what Carly said, like, it wasn't like a, yes, like you need to do this or like, a, is that yeah. your God voice? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> but like that's what you 
expect sometimes. Yeah. It's like a totally. Yeah. Nicer, I still expect like, that. Yeah. yeah. And it, it wasn't that. Like, yeah. it was never like a, oh, no, like, stay in school. Like, you don't need to. Okay, no, I'm not dropping out of school. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> stay in school the whole time. It was never anything like that. But, like, exactly what I was saying earlier, exactly what Carly was saying, the more I researched it and, like, started to get into specific, specifics about where I would live and dorm stuff and just all the those things that come with that, it just started to make sense. And there hasn't been a time that I've, I mean, obviously it's not gone like perfectly smooth and everything hasn't been like every single detail perfect. No, nothing to figure out, but mm-hmm. there hasn't been anything where I've been like, okay, this is too much. Like I shouldn't be doing this mm-hmm. or this is not the right thing. Like it's all just felt like, and like every time I talk about it, I get like super excited and good. So, that's that's great. Good. That's well, awesome. I'm excited for all three of you. You have a great big life ahead of you. I'm excited for you. So before we close, I have, I have one more question. Okay. And I want each of you to answer it. Um, so you guys are in a, like a really um, a special position, but a very good position to give advice to young people who are in your situation but are maybe struggling more spiritually. Um, so having been around you guys and worked with you a lot, um, I, I know that none of you are spiritually perfect, right? We're all still learning, but you guys are on the right track, right? Like there, you can feel the spirit in your, you can see the spirit in your countenance. You can feel it when you guys are speaking. I have felt the spirit testify of the truth of things that you are teaching and answering and saying today uh, during this episode. Uh, and so I know that you guys are in a good spot. So being in a good spot and also being more in tune with the struggles of youth who are in high school right now dealing with the all of the myriad of issues that come about or have come about because of the pandemic what advice would you give to them uh, maybe it's spiritual maybe it's just academic or whatever it is what advice would you give to that youth who is struggling right now I would say if you're struggling to maybe feel the spirit and stuff like that any any confirmations or feelings or guidance that you're looking for is going to take actionable faith. You have to do something, whether it be, you know, maybe find a quiet place or be seeking for those answers. It's not just going to hit you if you're not doing things that maybe you should be doing or like put yourself, take action to put yourself in a place that would be somewhere that you can receive answers or just knowledge that you're looking for, you know, and study your scriptures and Stuff like it seems like you that's, funny, that's my reminder the, for my phone to study my scriptures. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like stuff that you know people tell you all the time, but if you do those things consistently, then you'll receive those and get more like affirmation to your actions of faith, and you'll start to feel the spirit and you'll be in a better place. I think if you recognize that you're in a bad place and you're around people who don't help you get in a better place, then you should probably step away from it and I think just seriously turning to God and like we said it's not always a straight answer to prayers but you'll receive an answer even if it's just by you acting in faith. Um, I think a way that you can kind of improve your situation is sometimes that feeling feels so lonely and like you go to church and you see other people and you're like why is nobody else struggling with this like it feels like I'm literally the only one that like doesn't have a perfect testimony or like doesn't know the answer to this question or but that's not the case like I it would be life I was if I said that I had like all the questions answered and like a perfect testimony so I think just realizing that you're like probably not the only one struggling with some of those questions or like that relationship and that even adults and mm-hmm. like the people that you're around that seem perfect 
are mm-hmm. also struggling with things like that, it makes it like way easier to want to put yourself in those situations and want to like kneel down and ask because you know that it's not like a it's a pretty universal thing. Right. It's very normal. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it feels lonely, but it's it's not. Right. Like, everyone's struggling. Everyone is everyone is working something out. Everyone is the closer you get to God, the in some ways the more work you have to put in because uh, I've always thought of it as um, like when you approach a furnace or anything that's hot, right? The closer you get, the hotter it gets, uh, except the the goodness of God is eternally good, right? It's like infinitely good. You can't even like imagine it. And so there's no end to that heat. And so as you get closer, um, everything that's bad or carnal about you has to kind of slough off, right? And so every step is hotter and it's going to be more painful to the parts of you that are less divine. And you have to keep make, taking those steps until eventually the glory of God gets rid of everything that's imperfect about you. And it's a painful process. Uh, and so everybody is at some point in that process. And so it's not going to be easy for anybody. Everyone struggles. Everyone's going to come up uh, come up against an issue that is really difficult for them. So yeah, I, I love that. Like, just keep going. Uh, you have to do stuff. You can't be couch potato. Like the Lord wants to help you, but like James taught, like faith without works is dead, right? And by that, he didn't, he meant that you have to do something. Um, you have to, if you want the grace of God in your life, you need to invite it into your life through action. So, Awesome. 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 Well, thank you guys so much for being here. And thank you. Thank you. We really enjoyed our time. Yeah. Super awesome. We love you guys. Um, if you want to hear some great podcast out there, uh, was it Mare Mare and the Chubs? <laughs> Mare Mare and Chubs. Mm-hmm. Go check Check-a-bo. them out. Uh-huh. They're Mary's pretty great. The They're on all podcast mm-hmm. platforms. <laughs> also, if you want your um, audiophile sense tickled, you can check out um, Hot Boys Music. Mm-hmm. I have also been all music all platforms. <laughs> we will include that in the show notes. I have not only been been edified. I have opened a new phase of my life thanks to their music. It touches on all the important all things. All hamsters in life. do go to heaven. Hamsters, yep. heaven. Pocket really snacks. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It plucks yeah. on all the right strings, right? Your heart strings. It plucks on the heart strings. It's like every, every good string is the being... The tearjerker. Heartwarming. <laughs> and just lyrically. Genius. Genius. Just Genius. a mastermind of a piece mm-hmm. of music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know. We just... We're given the talents and we're just trying to share it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if, you, if you seek edification... <laughs> In any way, go check out <laughs> Boys Music, and we'll include it in the show notes. All right, everybody, we love you. Keep up, keep it up. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, we would really appreciate if you left us a review, or let us know on Instagram at at Pet Pit at Outpost of Heaven. <laughs> All right, guys, keep the faith. Right. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Follow me on Comment below. <laughs> like and subscribe. Comment below. That's the biggest ego boost she's had. Oh, he's going to be